following podcast is for mature audiences only. It may contain explicit language or content. If you are under the age of 18, Fortnite is calling you. Plus, this podcast will most certainly contain nudity, and you don't want to hear that. Welcome to the New with Tags podcast. I'm Paul. And I'm Jamie. We are a longtime married couple enjoying the latest chapter in our lives. We hope that through sharing our personal insights and the advice we'd give our 20-year-old selves, we will encourage you to live your most authentic life wherever you are in your journey. Hey, I thought this was supposed to be a sexy podcast. And yes, there will be some fun and sexy stories while I wear my new tag lingerie. Let's get started. What are we waiting for? Carpe diem. Seize the day. Hi, Paul. Hi, Jamie. How are you tonight? I'm okay. Just okay? Been a little anxious lately. How come? Well, well, there's a lot going on in the world, but yeah. my anxiousness started a month or so ago. We've had a lot going on. Yeah, our vanilla life has been encroaching. Crazy. Yeah. Encroaching is a good word. Well, even just before our last podcast, yep. your work started getting a little crazy. We took a little break because it had been about a week into it. Your company actually had ransomware, yep. a virus of sort. Yeah, you were shut down for a while. I say shut down. You had to function differently, Yep. including computers, phones, and you function 24-7 and save lives. So you were a busy little camper. Yes, yes, I was. And we didn't get a lot of us time. And I you, didn't get you, a lot of me time. You didn't get a lot of, I was, you, didn't get a lot of you time. And that was difficult. That was during the week mostly. You got some on the weekends. But every single weekend, we have had family members over. We have. Family that haven't been here in years Yeah, has been here, and it just keeps piling up. I'm like, oh, we just haven't had a chance. Case in point, we have this awesome remodel we've done. I think we just finished it last time. We've actually since done lighting and music and things in different rooms. We've got several rooms, and I always thought this would be just the coolest little, little, little play place but it's kind of turned into a sex museum. It has a little bit. <laughs> we finally, what, two nights ago, got to break in our bed that we got five, six weeks ago? Yeah, I don't know. It's That's been a long, a long time. time. Yeah, it's been a really long, long time. Long time. So that coupled with every, every sexy friend I think we have has been on one or two or three vacations that were fun, whether they were clubs or family they were just out and about yeah and i had fear of missing out i guess is what i was suffering from yeah well it causes me anxiety and i'm not normally an anxious guy Mm -hmm. pretty laid back guy but i haven't been lately no and we were actually planning to go with with um ray and d and dave and andy and nikki and bob and that whole crew down to hito that was originally the plan yeah and then sort of life got in the way, and then everything happened at work, and I was really glad. Because we would have had to cancel that. That we wouldn't have, yeah, we probably wouldn't have been able to go. And then in hindsight, though, now I'm like, ugh, yeah. I need a vacation. Yeah, and then we had a trip planned for, what, about a month from now? Three weeks. Yeah, meet and greet with the we podcasters. We were going to go to Nashville, and mm-hmm. we are not now. No. It gets, it's postponed. COVID-19 sucks. It does. Yeah. Yeah. It's just cramped our style just a tad yes. and everyone else is in the world. But, you know, I'm a social guy. I like to get out and just talk to people. Yeah, and but. I have to do it from across across the street. Across the street. Yeah, but, you know, we've, we've picked up. I think 
you know, that's one of the advantages to being in the lifestyles. We have other means of communicating with people. And it, it didn't help that a lot of our friends were out of pocket on those fun vacations and we and, couldn't even and we just couldn't talk to them. Chat with them. Like just yeah. Yeah. chat with them. So it's a bummer. It is a bummer. And I think that that impacted you more. I mean, I was busy. I mean, it I does. was it busy does. as a one armed paper hanger. It, it energizes me. It does. I like that. And it's just a note from somebody goes a long way. Yeah. And and I think and, and we've you've had that a little bit more lately. We've picked that up. I think everybody now is feeling a little cabin fever. Mm-hmm. Today alone, I, I think... F- I, f- I feel I'm not alone now, though. <laughs> true. Yeah, now everybody's back. There's a few billion others there with me now. But um, but yeah, we've been kind of kind of isolated the last five or six weeks. Well, the, I mean, isolated's a really strong. I mean, honestly, the times with your family that we're in, they weren't bad. In the grand scheme of things, when you put it in perspective, it was a blip. I mean, it was it it impacted our social life, but you know, we come out of this and family is good, and you know, Work's we're trying to starting to recover. Well, until well, one of the viruses you're over now. You know, given that I'm in the healthcare industry, dealing with people literally all over the world. It's been an impact to what we do and how we do it um, because we're dealing with people globally. Mm-hmm. And add on to that, we now have our, our nest is filled up. Um, yeah. Man, I was think... prepared for it for a weekend before spring break. Yeah. <laughs> Wasn't me too. prepared for this till fall. <laughs> I know. Like, oh my gosh. I, like, I love my kids, I love them. I love them, and I love having them. I love that they're your way sometimes. But I really, my empty nest is getting a little cramped right mm-hmm. now. So, and it doesn't help that we can't get out. Right? It's and it doesn't help that they've noticed what we've done to the to the rooms when they're like, "Hey, that kind of looks like a sex couch." My first thought was, "Well, okay, it's serving its purpose." Then, um, no, it's part of the museum. It's yeah. okay. Yeah. But yeah. But I'm sitting here on St. Patrick's Day. And what are you wearing? I am wearing my new with tags lingerie. Ta-da. Ta-da. And surprisingly, it's green. And surprisingly, it's green. Because it is St. Patrick's Day. With a little open, what are those open windows called? It's kind of like a, it's, it's kind of like a keyhole, but keyhole, it's not. It's, it's yeah. bigger than that, but yeah. Yeah, it's bigger than a keyhole, but it's kind of like that. neckline, the collar, the choker. Mm-hmm. Blouse is down. Driving me crazy. The panties have a little, the split in the back with mm-hmm. the... Very pretty. Thanks for Very noticing. Pretty. Yes. Thank you for noticing. So, um, yeah, I had to find something green to wear. It's like, ooh, it's St. Patrick's Day. And now that we've remodeled, we couldn't find anything. No. <laughs> no, because I don't have everything put away where I know where it is. I'm literally, I was on the phone with Gracie earlier, and I'm digging through my lingerie going, I can't find what I'm looking for. And she goes, oh, what are you looking for? Oh, I'm looking for something I need to wear tonight. You know, like, um, Yeah, because Tuesday nights are dress-up night. I guess. Yeah. But, you know, we've got them. We've got an empty nest for, I don't know, an hour or so. So we're hoping yeah, to get we'll, this in. We'll see. We'll have to add editing I can do with the kids around, but mm-hmm. it's Recording's really hard. Recording's a little more difficult. I, you know, I really need to like reach out to some of these podcasters who have their kids home all how the time. How do you do it? How do you do it? I don't how know do how you do it. do it? I mean, I guess if they're really little, you can like put them to bed and they don't know any better, right? You just lock the door or shut the door. Or, you know, I've, I've had, I've heard, um, can't remember now who it was. Somebody was telling me they literally are in their podcast or in their closet when they're podcasting. Mm. 
yeah. Anyway, so we're we're gonna get this this podcast in, and hopefully, you know, we'll get through this next little bit, and we'll be maybe hopefully making our trip. I know we have another trip after that. We hope we can make. I know two. we're supposed to go to Pearl May second, which is your birthday. If not, though, our alternative date is a month after that. Is our month after that with like four or five couples that we know and love, mm-hmm. and so. It's a trade-off, right? (laughs) Can I wait another month? Although, we're going to talk a little bit about body image later. I had fat February with everything that was going on at work. And I was, I stress ate. Mm. I'm a horrible stress eater. See, I was the opposite. I know you were. You sucked. I have to be honest. I I know it did. I I burnt off my anxiety at the gym. I guess. I did. Yeah, I remember, remember you calling me one day. And you're like... You'd had it. You'd had, I know it was with the animals or something. I can't remember. You were really ticked about something. And you're like, so I did like a thousand sit-ups. Oh, not good. Like you were burning through your max reps and your max weight. I'm like, oh, I'm sorry. But I guess that's a healthy way to burn it off. You didn't hurt yourself. So I guess not. (laughs) But now it's just to sit at home. Now it's just to sit at home. Well, and now all the gyms are getting closed. I know. And I haven't been in five days. No. It's killing me. So now, how bad do I feel about making fun of Peloton at Christmas time? <laughs> I know. <laughs> you need one in here. I know. <laughs> Actually, I didn't make fun of Peloton this itself because lots of people love Peloton. Mm-hmm. So I bought some exercise bands. Woohoo! $13.99 on Amazon. Because <laughs> they'll deliver. <laughs> I got it because they'll deliver. I got to do something because I'm like, okay, if this trip does actually happen in May. I'm in trouble. Like, I am not anywhere near beach body ready. And then you put beach body, which is what I have to say in front of the kids, you know, but you go to a naked resort. So social media, we've kind of talked a little bit about what's going on in the world, which is this whole COVID-19. Um, and as a medical professional, I try not to... Get on your soapbox. Get on my soapbox. And I try not to um, engage in some of the fear-mongering and misinformation out there. Although tonight, I lost my cool for as, with somebody. For as angsty as I've been, man, this sets you off when... when oh, it just... Wah. It just drives me even, crazy. Well, social media is one, but it's when people you know, that you're like, they're smarter than this. Well, no. So actually, the people <laughs> I was mad about were not people I knew. Okay. Just for the record, they weren't okay. people that um, I knew, but it, they were healthcare professionals who... Oh, anyway, so I'm not going to talk about that, but... Okay. But COVID-19 has been all over the social media, and there have been some funny things and some kind of heartwarming things that have come out of it that have been circulating on um, Twitter and on other social media sites. And um, the one that I I thought was just adorable uh, was Max Brooks. Sorry, I could not think of his, the first name of the kid, Mm -hmm. um, who is Mel Brooks' son. And so they they do this little PSA about, you know, not not going out and if you know if you can avoid that and and he's like you know mel brooks is on one side of a sliding glass door and he's on the other so if i go out and i get sick i'm probably just going to have a mild case of whatever but if i come home and i bring it home to my dad right then he's going to give it to carl reiner who could then give it to dick van dyke and i've suddenly wiped out an entire generation of comedic genius and i was like oh that was funny that was that was very clever it was very very clever but Mel Brooks was what, 97? Seven. I'm like, really? Yeah. I mean, and he looked pretty darn good he for did. 97. I have to be honest. I was like, God. Oh, it's not Betty White, but he's close. I know. Yeah. And, and that's the other thing that's been going around on social media. Like, you know, literally Betty White's publicist had to post 
like Betty is fine. But I was like, how's Betty White? Oh my gosh, we can't lose her. Uh, so I thought that was that was just funny. Um, I think I think people understand that the older generation are the ones who are most susceptible. And then you have Tom Hanks mm-hmm. and his wife who are in Australia with COVID-19. And oh my gosh, the memes about Tom Hanks, it's like, I'm never traveling with him, right? Like, you know, it was like all of his all of his movies he's made, you know, from um have all the travel mishaps. Yes. Had no idea. I had no idea. It was that but that was kind of funny and like and now he's in Australia with COVID nineteen. So hopefully he and he's got some other health conditions, so I worry about him. But we'll go to my my favorite. We haven't mentioned Ryan Reynolds in an episode in a while. Why don't and we do that tonight? I just I, I, he's just so clever and witty, but he has, um, he and his wife have donated a million dollars to be split between Feeding America and Food Banks Canada. So knowing that the lower income and elderly who um, often need assistance anyway, are going to be very impacted by COVID-19. He's encouraging other people to donate. Um, and he says, he signs off his tweet with, um, take care of your bodies and hearts, leave room for joy, call someone who's isolated and might need connection. Hugh Jackman's phone number is one five 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 sad face Hugh. Uh, so it was, uh, that was funny. I haven't seen that he's actually replied back, Hugh Jackman, but Blake Lively then tweets about the food banks and how you can help. And, you know, she's a little more warm and fuzzy, you know, here's some things that you can do. I, I think she's got some advice for swingers in here. Uh, remember the lonely and isolated. FaceTime, Skype, and make a video. So there we go, sexy friends. That's our that's our advice from Blake Lively. And she was just talking about taking care of people. And then she goes, sending so much love. Now, can someone please tell Ryan that emotional distancing from his mother-in-law is not a thing. Nothing can save him. Yeah, it's just, they're, um, you know, I, I'm not that quick-witted. I'm not quick and funny like that which makes me sad sometimes because I wish I could be I'm not even like in my mind half an hour later you know there are some people like oh if I would have just said that it would have been super funny that's just not me I I, it's never been me it's more you it's just not me okay then (laughs) I'm just not used to you complimenting around that (laughs) I think it was a compliment it was a compliment it was a compliment I have to be witty because I'm not smarter than you (laughs) That's not true. That's not true. That's not true. Anything else we want to talk about on social media? I don't think so. There's enough that people have heard on other topics around this. So, I know. But there was some good out of it, too. There was. And, and I a lot of pulling together. Actually, I like in the lifestyle community how much people have shared good and bad, mm-hmm. informational, fun, funny. It'll get better even because it's going to get boring over the next couple of weeks. But it's been kind of fun just to see people chime in on things. Absolutely. So on that note, I guess it's time to move on to our Dear Paul letter. Dear Paul, you're 20 now and in great shape and living the dream. There will come a time, not far from now, when having those rock-hard abs will take a lot of work to maintain. I hate to say this, but your body is going to shape-shift over the next couple of decades. Some for the good, some for the bad, some for the ugly. Be prepared. 
you're going to add about 65 pounds to that body of yours. Not your best look, by the way. But through hard work and a love-hate relationship with a place called a gym, you'll lose all of that and more and even way less than you do now and be in the best shape of your life. First, you'll do it for vanity. You'll fight the inevitable aging process. Your core, yeah, that's going to evolve into more of a middle. Then you'll do it because you're embarrassed of your body image. Finally, you'll do it because you just want to be healthy and be the best you you can be. I'd love to tell you you could avoid this, but parenthood, coupled with a stressful job with long hours, will get the best of you. Yes, your body won't always be what you want it to be, but just be comfortable with who you are. It will make you happier. So how we see ourselves really does influence how what we think of ourselves. Yeah, how it makes us feel. Yeah. And that's that's been the case for forever. No, that's true. Since there's always been that image of what is the perfect male? What is the perfect female? And every magazine, TV show, whatever talks about it. Yeah. People magazine's been doing 50 most beautiful people and sexiest man alive for a long time. Mm-hmm. John Legend was, was named the sexiest man alive, but there were talks of several others who were honorable mention or so forth. And there was a lot of people you'd expect but this year, it spanned a lot of, a lot more variety, mm-hmm. a lot more ethnic diversity, age differences, probably even more so in the 50 most beautiful people, okay. which is all women. But mm-hmm. so 50 most beautiful people had a lot of differences than they used to have. It used mm-hmm. to be just the same few people who all kind of looked alike. Now this year's had ranges from, oh, I never get her name right, Camilla Cabela. Okay. Um, to Glenn Close. I know um, her. You know her. Melissa McCarthy. I know her too. Yes. There were... Uh, not personally, let me be clear. 40% of the people in of the 50 were over 40 years of age. I thought really? that was really... And almost 20 was over 50. So that was really interesting. That is really interesting. And 10, 15% of it was ethnically diverse and they had sexual preferences difference in there too because they talked about it. I thought that was very interesting. It is. I, I would I would say though, I mean, given the ethnic diversity of the United States, which mm-hmm. was where that magazine was this geared toward, 15% is not a lot. No, but it's more than it used to be. It's more than it used to be, but still, mm-hmm. it's still not a lot. No. I found some other studies that were surveys and things from like men's health. Uh-huh. I was, was kind of going across the board from men's health to Cosmo to kind of covering the gamut because one covered men differently than women and vice versa. I'm just but thinking about what that search history must look like. It is ugly. <laughs> anyway, Especially sorry. when I get into what I looked for. Okay. So so what did you find in I all look of these? For, for example, uh, men's health, there was a whole survey of hundreds of people, thousands of people wrote in on descriptions of what the ideal male male specimen was, so to speak. In men's health? Men's health. Interesting. Okay. Which is probably skewed right there. And Cosmo so, had a very different view. So men mm-hmm. think the, saying what? what? Mm, no, it wasn't just men, but it was okay. probably predominantly men. Okay. It actually had down to dimensions of height, weight, chest size, waist size, all the way down. But they had a type. Okay. And they said- So men's we, health has a type? Men's Sorry. health has a type. <laughs> and across the board, it was- here are some examples of who fits that profile. It was Bradley Cooper. Okay. Channing Tatum. I can get behind that. Yeah. 
Gerald Butler, Gerard Butler. Okay. All of which, actually, he was, he's actually bigger than all of the others. But I'm like, those are pretty good specimens. I wonder who they're leaving out. So this is back to my search entry. As I'm going through and searching for measurements on different men. Yeah, it got ugly there for a while. But, <laughs> but I did find out, you know who else has body types just like that? Who? It was Marilyn Manson. Nicholas Cage. Okay. Christopher Walken. Wow. Nick Nolte was in there, but I think his data was a little older. Okay. Um, but the same body Sounds like t- maybe Abe Vigoda would work in there, too. Abe Vigoda might work, and there's a whole different story on that one. We, we had my one, one of my relatives came, coming in this yeah, last It was month. your sister. It was my sister. It was your sister. And she was drunk yeah. enough, and you were drunk we enough. We were all, well, we were all drinking. Yeah. It was the first time that the four of us had been able to drink, I think, since Without college. Without kids, yes. And it was fun. <laughs> But it got the kids into, were gone. It got into your, your, your top five. Who's on your card? Who's on your card of who, who, who your men were. And she was naming off people. And her husband was in the other room pouring drinks. And I can't remember who she said, but it was she was slurring her words a bit. And he came in. He goes, did you just say Abe Vigoda? <laughs> and the look on her face was, I don't think I did. <laughs> No, I'm like, and who did he bounce off the list that was on there before? Because her list was a lot like yours. It was. But anyway, back to that stereotype of right. what is a sexy man. Right. A body type. Right. But it, it's, we always talk about the beauty to go with the body image and even the personality. Because on the women's side, I noticed that the strong, confident woman of 15, 20 years ago, they're all coming back. Like, what do you mean? Like who? Like who shows up on people's list? Jennifer Aniston. Mm, yeah. Julia Roberts. Oh, somebody named Jennifer Lopez. I think she did something sexy recently. Yeah. Older people are much more confident and that's sexy. How much of society, particularly social media, skews us from that? I think even in the last five years of just body positive, the images that are shown, everything yeah. from Sports Illustrated to advertisement, the body image right. well, of, of what is accepted. And I think that has a lot to do with acceptance in general in society mm-hmm. from the LBGTQ community. Mm-hmm. The fact that we're adding letters mm-hmm. is progress. Mm-hmm. But with that becomes, I mean, that, that group accepts themselves more than anyone else does. One of the studies, it talked about who were the most confident and the most confident women are older women because they're comfortable with what they bring to the bedroom was the reasoning. So most sexually confident, confident in general, but sexually confident too. That was why they were confident. Okay. And the second group that was very highly body positive was bisexual and by curious. They're comfortable with their bodies. They actually had a category for bi-curious? They did. They did. Do they not know they it's called it. fluid? Sorry. It was before our podcast. Okay, sorry. You didn't know about it until a month ago. No, I'm just teasing. <laughs> no, but I've got one. We've been talking about famous people a lot, but it, it comes into our lives too. When we go on vacation, we go to a naked vacation. But there have been people that we've talked to and we've even argued about a woman so sexually confident and just ooze sensuality, and you know who I'm talking about, mm-hmm. that we argue over how old she was. 
I yeah. think I remember, I mean, I did, we've talked to her mul- multiple times. Mm-hmm. She's 40. Very sexy. Uh, well, yeah. I mean, she could be 35. She could be 55. But she was just sexy. Mm-hmm. And we both remember that about her. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, that was, I mean. It, it's it's how someone makes you feel, mm-hmm. not how they look. Mm-hmm. If somebody makes you feel good, including yourself, yeah. you but remember it, it. Yes, but it's really hard in this day and age, I think, to feel good about yourself. It is. Well, social media is pushing that. And a lot of research done in the last four or five years on, on just that topic of social media's impact, body image. They always have the picture-perfect people. They have the stars, the TV stars, the influencers, the Kardashians. I think they're their own topic. Porn stars. They're all a an image. They even kind of have categories of what are like topics. Even magazines, men's magazines, Maxim. They had their Hot 100 or whatever. They had to break it down into little subcategories of... TV of you know, like like categories of who was and they had the I didn't call them influencers but that's what it was the whole category of like a whole page of Kardashians they all each page looked alike I used to read all those all the time I read I was just looking at the pictures but they were boring everyone was the same it was really odd that is it's changing mm-hmm. and I, I'm I like that but I would argue that if you if you categorize the people who actually made money as an influencer, they're very much the same. Mm-hmm. They're very much the same. And I'm, and I'm glad to see that some of them have come out and said, you know, we're not going to be editing our pictures. What you see is what you get. Mm-hmm. And there's not, I mean, that's part of the problem, I think, with social media is that, I mean, even... You see what people want to see. Right. Well, even tonight. We were taking pictures of me and my new with tags lingerie to put up on Instagram. Mm-hmm. I and only I, got you in a bad moment. That was that was your downtime. My my one, the one. Yeah, the one picture that was bad. We put it on on it. Or <laughs> or the thirty, right? Yeah. I mean, it was very much like no, 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 and eh, that one's not bad. No, 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 no. Right? Well, I won't edit. I mean, mm-hmm. I don't. I will occasionally pump up some color if we've got if it's a bad shot right but i won't i don't use any of the other body modifying tools i don't make my skin darker i don't make my smile brighter i don't make my eyes bigger i don't make my waist smaller i don't do any of that again what you see is what you get because i'm living my authentic life you are who you are i am who i am sexy but if we took and put that first picture we took on instagram Blame the photographer, not the not the model. Well, it was a pretty crappy photography job. <laughs> it was. But but we live in a society where nobody I mean, where it's all controlled. Mm-hmm. Right? It's and and we live, you know, in an age where our phone, we can we can take forty pictures or we can take five pictures and go, okay, that's just not the right angle. What if we try this? Oh wait, mm-hmm. that's a better angle. Let me take five or ten pictures that way. Back when there was only film cameras, you took your, I don't know, 24, 
36. I can't remember what those film rolls were. I didn't use them. Um, and, and you waited until you got them back at the drugstore to see what happened, what they were like. So when you look back at photo albums of our parents or whatever, while yes, they still picked out the best ones, you know, especially our grandparents, when they were taking pictures, film was expensive, pictures were expensive. So there's bad pictures in photo albums, if you go back and look right in your family albums. So we live in a, in a society where it's hard not to judge your insides against somebody else's outsides. Mm -hmm. Because, you know, except for all of our tribe now, I'm sure everybody knows that we don't just take two pictures and one goes on Instagram and one goes on, on Twitter and whoa, look at that. You know, it's sometimes 30, 40 pictures. Yeah. Right. Where I'm like, no, 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 no. Well, that one will work. But if people don't talk about that, boy, all these people post these really cool, sexy pictures on Instagram or on Twitter. And I can't get those pictures. And it makes you feel bad. It does make you feel bad. And what people have to remember and what we need to do a better job of getting out there is, and, and actually, I had someone tell me once that if you're going to take a pretty picture, you're not going to feel pretty. I was like, what? Mm -hmm. It's work. I mean, it is really hard work. If us taking sexy pictures, honestly, isn't sexy at all. It took two professionals to tell you that. It took two absolute professionals to tell me that. And it wasn't until I saw examples of a woman who, same woman, <laughs> posed one way or posed another. And you're like, oh, look, her legs look a lot thinner when you take them from that angle rather than from this angle, right? And it was the same exact person taken 20 shots different in a camera roll, potentially, right? You find the right angle and you're like, oh, stay there. That's good. Mm -hmm. um, which you did tonight even. Mm -hmm. I did. Um, and and I, was, I was thinking of both of them when I'm like, oh, wait. Okay. Arch in the back. You need to have some space, right? So I'm, I think about we've been fortunate that, what, six or seven times over the course of my adult life, we've taken sexy boudoir professional pictures professional pictures i didn't take them you didn't take them um they were fantastic and you know up until the first time i had those pictures taken i mean well you know i still don't particularly love to have my picture taken which is just funny because we take them every time we podcast but anyway you'd think i'd quit podcasting for that reason alone but i can remember 12 years ago maybe the yep. first time we had them done it's 12 and I can remember where I was when we got the file of the mm -hmm. the um, proofs. Oh, you cried. I cried. I mean. It was so wonderful. I mean, there were tears of joy. Oh, absolutely. I you, mean, you're like, that's me. That's really me. I yeah. Mean, that, I, for as much as I like the pictures and mm -hmm. like, you know, I have them forever. I like the way they make you feel when you get your pictures taken like that because you feel wonderful. So what you see on social media or on Twitter or Instagram is very different than reality. And you can't judge yourself against 
people's photoshopped, airbrushed. We're going to put the blue, we're going to make the sky bluer and going to put the same puffy white clouds in, right? And we're going to look carefree in Paris. That's not, that's not what they, how they really are. That's not what it really looked like. We were talking earlier as we were preparing for the podcast, I'm going to throw this over to you because you were talking to me about the study of the three groups of people mm-hmm. and, and what they saw and how they felt about themselves. Mm-hmm. I just did a lot of, a lot of research on how people feel with social media. There's a lot of studies out there. We hit on some of it, but um, there was one group that had, I can't remember the term they used, but it's a, it was like fitness pictures exercising. One group was only looking at those and giving comments on themselves after they looked at those. You know, the famous people exercising, ooh, going out doing this. For the most part, they all felt bad about themselves after seeing that. They had another group that was more very positive images on pictures, you know, memes or whatever of, you're really beautiful on the inside, you know, and just hearing the positives, that group felt very body positive. But I thought most interesting, they had another group that combined the two. They looked at the exercise pictures, the perfect pictures, and then they had the body positive pictures. And the part that surprised me was when they came out of that, the people remembered the body positive. They were all had a positive view on themselves. So that sticks. It's just not there much. Case in point, who you follow on social media can make you feel bad about yourselves. If you follow somebody who is like you, similar body type, shape, personality, friends, you're going to have a better perception of yourself. Because when they post a positive picture, something that's sexy, you're going to go, hey, that's a lot like me. Cool. Kind of the compersion, so to speak. But if it's something that's just not like you, somebody's taller, skinnier, different color hair, what have you, doesn't make you feel good when you can't be that. For the guys, they kind of call it the superhero factor. You know, think of the superheroes over time. You've got Hugh Jackman, since you mentioned the one. Hugh Jackman, um, just people like that. The Rock, you know, you can go down and name a few probably. But they're an image of, oh, I could never be that. But not like, uh, I mean, one of the recent superheroes, Zach Levi, is Shazam. You know, not your typical one. No. But is endearing because of his personality, you know. That's a hey, I got a better shot at being the guy who was Chuck on TV than I do the guy who was a former wrestler, you know? Guys have that same thing too, but who do we follow when we're on social media? That's who we follow, you know? I follow Baby Yoda memes. You do. Does it make you feel better about your body image? It makes me feel a lot better about the world. (laughs) About the world. (laughs) Yes, you do. But, But seriously... A, a lot of the people in the lifestyle, particularly on, on our sexy Twitter feed um, that we follow, really are that body positive, encouraging, oh, yeah. sexy, fun, themselves, authentic. And even when somebody says something positive with that, you feel better about them and you. Mm-hmm. The world is a lot of negative spinning on negative, but the positive does shine. Yeah. And it sticks with you. It does. It does. It sticks with you Mm -hmm. for a long time. 
So I'm, I'm really grateful for the people that we surround ourselves with on social media, especially in this time where that's all, that's where we see them. I mean, we see them on Kick or MeWe or Twitter or Instagram, and that's where we're really seeing our friends these days uh, because we can't get together and see them. And I'm hoping maybe we'll have some fun, sexy stories on the next podcast to talk about our video chatting. Actually, uh, one of our friends before we got started, I guess it was a Vanessa, said something about, so if we FaceTime having sex together, is that a soft swap? But I'm really grateful for who we surround ourselves with on social media. And some of that I think is with age comes wisdom. But you do just have to be careful about who you have sort of front and center in your mind or in your eye, really. Yeah. So I got to be honest, speaking of surrounding ourselves with sexy friends. We have a lot of them. Yeah, I know we do. We really do. But I think we should go on to our sexy story. That would be great. Where we talk about some of our sexy friends. Let's do. All right. Let's do. So our sexy story. Mm-hmm. It took place a few months ago. Yep. After we were on vacation, so we were both very tan, you especially, and it was white night at a club. Yep, no tan lines. No tan lines, none whatsoever. Mm-mm. It's my thing, no tan lines. No tan lines for either of us. Mm-mm. But it was white night and you were feeling sexy. Yeah. From the tan to the white made everything pop. But it was also the night where we talked about before that you did the White lingerie. That was your bucket list item. No. Well, I did no, white the, lingerie the, the white, too. The white but bikini the, night. The bikini contest. Bikini I did the bikini contest. contest. Yes. Sorry. Yeah. So that was, this. we've told a little bit of that story, but I was at my fight and weight. I mean, I was in great shape. I was probably 25 pounds down from where I had been. Yeah. You look I was just really, really feeling, feeling it. it. I was just feeling, feeling it. it. All the way around. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Like I said, you got to do a bucket list item. So mm-hmm. you were just kind of floating. Mm-hmm. And after that, and a little bit of alcohol, but just, it was mostly, you were just feeling it. Mm-hmm. But like, yeah, we need to go play. Well, we had, we had been dancing. We had been talking with friends. We'd kind of been making the rounds. Interestingly enough, that was the night that Paige and Penn from Swinger Diaries were there, but we didn't meet them that night. No, we didn't. We didn't meet them that night. Uh, but I can remember looking around going, I wonder what they, who they are, because we had not seen them or had, we had no idea. We had no idea at that time. And we weren't podcasters at that time. I mean, we were, that was the beginning of the, of the authentic yeah, life, really. It was. So as the evening progressed, we were both like, we need to take this back. Yeah. We back, need to go play. Back to the back rooms. Yeah. So we first started out, we go back to the, to the playrooms and there were mm-hmm. lots. Yeah. We were probably half a dozen to a dozen playrooms. Yeah. And we were walking around seeing We went window shopping. <laughs> we didn't go window <laughs> We went window shopping. Wow. That sounds really bad. It was really bad. Let's be honest. No, <laughs> it was not bad. Wait. You're went, giving people not, the wrong idea not about bad, us. Evil, bad, sexy. Well, it was, it was bad, sexy, but we weren't like going to pick out some couple of plans to play with when we were window shopping. No, okay, well, that, not us anyway. Not, that's true. Not. <laughs> Sorry. Not, Maybe the wrong terminology. We were admiring couples we entertaining were through the enjoying windows. Enjoying watching others play. Uh, yes. Enjoying the moment. We were enjoying the enough. moment. But we were horny as hell. We were <laughs> like, we got to go play. <laughs> Let's find a bed. So we went back. We actually found 
the big room, mm-hmm. which has multiple beds on it. Yeah, I think there's like five in that room. It stretches across the whole room. Yeah. But we, the well, there was at least one other couple in there, maybe two down on the far end. And we went in, we're like, well, hey, we're feeling it tonight. Let's mm-hmm. let's prop right up here in, in, in the front and center. Well, you know, I, you know to, to be fair, I don't think at the time I had the conscious thought. No, you were in the moment. That it was in the, that was like dead center in front of the window. That bed was not more, could not have been placed more center of that window. It was. If it, and it was a big tried. window. And it was a big window. It was about us playing. I mm-hmm. was feeling it. I was just like in the moment. I was feeling you. I think you were feeling me. Yeah. You were feeling parts of me for sure. Well, yeah. Yeah. And, and tasting and, them. Excellent. And, and and so it was one of those where when I when I walked in, you know, I just was like, this is a good bed. Consciously, I did not have the thought of where it was located. Uh, you, you stick to that story. That's good. <laughs> I That's didn't. Good. I didn't. Yeah. You're you're a, you're an exhibitionist at heart. I am. It did not bother me. And you were feeling every box was checked that night, and you're like, "We are, we are performing. Uh, Even if it's just for each other, we are performing." I was going to. That was fun anyway. Go and have a good time for sure. And it was fun to watch you. I mean, you did a little strip tease on the bed. Yeah, because then once I realized that we were in front of the window. Now I didn't necessarily choose it. No, but it, once I realized we one, were in front of the window. Once you realized we were in front of the window, and, and there was you, another couple there, and you stood up on the bed to di- to do a little strip tease to disrobe. I think that was a, a point of okay, yeah, she's in the moment. I, I wasn't saying look at me I, in any way. Come on, not at all. And not at I all. I could not keep my eyes off of yeah. you. It was very. It was a good seductive dance. Thank you. It was fun. Get to rub my hands all over you as, as you know, I'm like, oh, hey, there's a tan. I'm going to look for a tan line. I looked and looked and looked and could not find one. It's a good thing. I am persistent. It's a good thing. <laughs> but you were in the moment and you were feeling it. Mm-hmm. We traded places. You put me up on the bed. I don't know why I was standing on a bed, but I was standing on a bed. Mm-hmm. Getting an awesome blowjob from you. Yeah, from yeah. me. From me. Yeah, and, that was fun. And we were... Flipping back and forth. I mean, yeah, we did a lot of touching, mm-hmm. a lot of kissing pretty much everywhere. Mm-hmm. I went down on you, mm-hmm. actually. You were feeling that that night, too. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you do, sometimes yeah. you don't. But that was of times a, I don't. That was a feeling at night. I was feeling it that night. And from that, I mean, I was, I think I was down by the window between your legs. And then we popped up. I got on the bed and you started riding me for a little bit. Mm-hmm. And that's when I think you looked up and said, hey, there's a lot of people in the windows. I couldn't. I mean, there were a lot. I mean, it was like 10 couples at that point. And so we're like, well, we got to give them a little bit of something to watch. (laughs) Although they were obviously watching a lot of something to that point. Yeah, I was putting on a show. I was putting on a show. We were doing well. I was. We were having fun. We were having fun. And And that was was really what it was about. It was. But I I put a little extra flair you had into the, what I was the doing. perfect body image that night yes. of yourself. And you were when you feel it, you feel it big mm-hmm. time. If I flicked my hair back and forth while I was giving you a blowjob to make it look a little I better. Know. I mean, it was, it was this porn going on <laughs> like in real life there. Yes. Yeah. I was channeling my inner porn star. And I was writing going, dear penthouse. <laughs> <laughs> dear penthouse. That's right. So, but we, then... You kind of got on your knees upright in bed and I was in behind you with my my knees kind of around you and just caressing your chest mm-hmm. and running my fingers through your hair and you were tipping your head back and forth mm-hmm. and when your head went to the right, we both kind of glanced to the windows in the corner of the window. On the right, like on the right side? 
The left side. No, see, I don't remember that. Yeah, I don't it was, remember it was that. on the left side because because you locked eyes with some friends of ours. Yeah. And you did the little point thing like, ooh, you, and then turned the hand over and mm-hmm. did the little come hither, mm-hmm. come here. Mm-hmm. And you even had the squinty eyes with kind of the purse going. <laughs> I remember this. And the best part was she's watching you because I don't know how long they were watching us. They were kind of into it. And she, you could see his eyes were like, oh, this is awesome. <laughs> and you pointed to her and she did one of those where she looks behind her like, who is she pointing to? <laughs> And it came back around and kind of did the touch to her chest. Her awesome chest, by the way. Yes. Touch her. And yes. like, me? <laughs> yes, you. <laughs> so you kind of did the point over and they made their way so over to the door. It's funny. So I do not remember them in the window at all. I don't. I, I believe you. I, I believe you. I'm not calling you a liar. But I don't remember that. And I was sitting there like, okay, do I kind of remember that? That's why I was like, were they on the right side of the window? And you're like, the left. I'm like, yeah, I don't know about that. So we're going to have to fact check. You were in a sexual haze at that point. Well, not that point so much. I was just in, like, I was just in the zone. You were in the zone. I was in the zone. But now when they walk to the door, Mm -hmm. so then they walk to the door. And so that was maybe three good full queen size beds down with space in between Mm -hmm. the beds. And they were standing in the doorway. They didn't just walk in. They were standing in the doorway. And I could see her hesitate. And that's when I remember looking over at her and, and doing the come here, yeah, like with my too. finger, you like come here. And, and I gave her something I don't know that I have ever done or have done since. I kind of gave her that sly seductive playful like come here i want to play with you smile i don't know that i've ever given another person that smile not that smile no and it was oh i've used the oh come fuck me i want to play with you but that sort of that combination i don't uh, that's not again it's not something i I no, just pull out you, of my repertoire. When you're into but... the zone, it comes out more than you think. Okay, maybe. It's... Okay, so no offense to anybody who's seen it and I don't remember. Um, but <laughs> but I remember, and I remember. You're in the moment. I remember them walking back, and okay, so I'm going to ask a question. Did she have a white? Like, did she just have like? Was she doing that rock in the like white dress shirt? Yeah, okay, I thought so. I was sitting here like with this mental picture in my head, and I remember. Because she is the one person who I've seen rock the sort of men's dress shirt, bra and panties. She look. rocks it. Oh my Better gosh. Better than anyone. Better than anyone I have ever met in my life. Better than anyone. I have a, an outfit I wore on New Year's Eve that's kind of a jacket mm-hmm. with a really cool bra and panties. And I'm like, okay. I'm not her, but this works. Yeah. But you really, that men's, like that white, long, that dress shirt that just hits just long enough that it's. I need to find her tailor. <laughs> She's taller than me. It wouldn't fit. Yeah. Um, but anyway, so, so, but I remember them walking in and she was sort of like, oh, I don't know. Like I could, I, you know, she was a little, has they were a little hesitant coming in. And Different. Then, I locked eyes with him, and he's like, "I do know this is going to be fun." <laughs> I was mostly looking at her. Sorry, yeah. sorry, no offense. We had a great time, but she and I, she and I connect. But you're telepathic. <laughs> sometimes we are. I mean, we had a great. We just had that connection, and I, I sort of, I kind of, I, I'll say, I, I drew her into my 
world. Aura, right? Yeah, aura. You know, we, we were talking earlier, and I'm not going to divert off the sexy story too much, but we were talking about the woman who we can't tell how old she is mm-hmm. because she just oozes this um, sex- sexuality. sensuality and mm-hmm. like people want, people want to be around her mm-hmm. and she's just positive and she's a wonderful person. I mean, like, you know, she's just, she's kind of the whole package. And I think I, that was like, I had this gravitational force that I just like, I pulled her into even though she didn't want to until mm-hmm. she got there. And then we had a really good time. She had a really good time. Mm-hmm. I remember, I remember, like just touching her skin and kissing her, and oh, yeah. yeah, all all three of us touching her, and then mm. the other three of us touching you. Yeah, there was a lot of hands on hands and people on the people, people on the people for sure. That was a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, you played with him. You went down on him right mm-hmm. away. I went down on her. That was very mm-hmm. fun. And meanwhile, we had the same audience that we had before. No, we and I think we had grew. we had twice the audience. At and that then point. people started coming into the playroom. Into I mean, the playroom, and, and there not was, to watch. I mean, it wasn't like they were creepily surrounding our oh, bed. Oh no, no, they were creepily surrounding the bed. There was a row of people against the wall. They were standing against the I wall forgot. like the little wallflowers. <laughs> and then, as we got hotter with it, yeah. as it yeah, got I forgot hotter, about that. You had come. Yeah. With at least each one of us once and her probably the same. It was just, mm-hmm. it was a lot going on. Mm-hmm. So hot. And then a row came in and they knelt in front of the higher, you know, almost like class pictures. It was like the higher group and the smaller. <laughs> there was 40 people watching us. I'm like, what? What? And See, I don't, so I don't remember a lot of the detail. Honestly, after they came in, because I was in this, so there are times that I remember like very specific instances or things or, right, like I, I have a very clear picture of them coming in the room and me getting in, in the, getting them into the room. And I rem- I remember playing and I like, but what I remember more is the feeling. I just remember being kind of immersed in that hormonal I was just, I was just, I was bathed in, bathed in hormones really. But I then was seeing things through that hormonal haze is what I call it. It's, it's great. It's, I'm in, it was I'm the zone. not thinking about it. I'm not overthinking things. I'm not, I have really good memories, but not of specific things. I have little snippets, mm-hmm. like I have little glimpses like of said, very clear, like but I then it's like goes into fuzzy filter. You remember how people make you feel <clears throat> yeah. as much as what you look like or they look yeah. like. Now, yeah. I was fortunate enough to see all of you and it was fucking hot, <laughs> but the feeling, that mm-hmm. it was just this, and, I, and maybe it was the crowd and the vibe around it. Oh, it, I'm sure it was. It with the, I mean, because when we were done, they actually, at least two of them high-fived me on the way out and the other no. gentleman. Yes. No. Yes, it happened. I didn't get a high-five. That's not right. It's because I rocked it. I was doing my part. Okay. <laughs> or it was, was your lucky I, bastard. It was probably because I was carrying the sheets out of the room and I was just <laughs> cleaning up. But okay. Yeah, I was because I was a lucky bastard. Yeah. That was that was a lot of people. We were all lucky that night. We were. We were all lucky that night. Yeah, it was very, 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 very hot. Mm-hmm. Um, but that kicked off your authentic self. Yeah. That whole night. Mm-hmm. It, it was, was bef- pivotal. It was before we podcasted. Oh, yeah. But it was the, you know, we had some of the life events before that. Mm-hmm. But this led up to the, 
you be yourself and yeah. you could just it was like the onion being peeled it was just mm-hmm. the rose petals falling out that's better than the onion but it was it was so amazing yeah that was it was a that was a pivotal night i mean that was just a pivotal night for me personally not because of the play or because of the bikini contest or because of any one thing but i that was the first experience i mean i i did it at desire i mean but you know that that's a vacation and you know the club is not reality either but you go from you know i worked all week and we went to the club on actually we we had dinner with some friends on friday night and then on saturday when we went to the club it was the first time i felt like i gave myself permission to be who i wanted to be and you are who you are. And I am who I am. That was me too that night. Yeah. And part of being back to our whole body, I mean, saying you were feeling it. Mm-hmm. Oh, and I was. You, you, you owned who you were. Mm-hmm. And it was, I might have been pivotal. the oldest, I, we've talked about it, I might have been the oldest person in that bikini contest. You were not, but uh, they were younger. There were lots younger. But you, you weren't the oldest? You weren't the youngest? Yeah. You were the hottest. I was doing it. To do a bikini contest. I wasn't doing it to win a bikini contest. No. Like that was not. But yeah, so that was a an amazing night. It, it was. was. I got to figure out how to to get there differently now that I'm maybe I've gone through my fat February. <laughs> and I stress ate my way through February and March isn't looking any better. Uh, it's going to be really hard to eat healthy when all the shelves are picked bare. But all right. On that note. I think we need to sign off. We do. We'll sign off in our normal way, but for those listening, no, yeah, we we aren't going to be able to go play tonight. It's, oh, it's a school it's, night. It's it's a it's St. Patrick's Day, and we're stuck at home. And yeah, and I'm sure one of the kids is on her way home, so we should probably yep, wrap it up. Sign off. Mm-hmm. So on that note, good night, Paul. Good night, Jamie. Let's play. Let's play. We hope you enjoyed this episode of the New With Tags podcast. We love having you in our tribe. Follow us on Twitter at New With Tags Pod. Or you can email us at newwithtagspodcast at gmail.com. You can also find sexy pictures of Jamie on Instagram as New With Tags Podcast. Now, go out there and live your most authentic lives. Seize the day. <laughs>